Desert Diaries. Week 19. Hello. Oh no, wait. G'day. Australia calling? So, blimey, that was a trek and a half. I left Phoenix to tearful children on Saturday, September the 7th and arrived in Perth to a tearful mother on Monday, September the 9th. I really don't know where September the 8th went. I think I left it swirling somewhere around the middle of the South Pacific. But... I made it. And at some point, I may even regain the use of my legs uh, at some point after that 25-hour flight. Ouch. So things that have struck me about Perth since I arrived 48 hours or so ago. Number one, it's really beautiful. The Indian Ocean beaches are stunning. Indigo waters, dramatic rocky outcrops, soft caramel sands. Just lovely. Number two... Those beaches are empty. There are more lovely beaches here than people. So you're only sharing the sand with a seagull half the time. Oh, and snakes, of course. They're around too. But, you know, I'm an expert at dealing with those now. And I haven't seen any rattlers. So there's something good. Number three, it's so green. Bearing in mind I've been living in the desert for the last four months. I suppose that's not a surprising observation. But fabulous palm trees, lush ferns, gum trees, firs the works. Number four, there are so many British people here. I went to a cafe for breakfast a couple of days ago in a place called Burns Beach near where my mum lives. At least half the patrons were Brits, not tourists either. This isn't a kind of touristy part of Perth. Going for a walk, a scouser in full Liverpool kit striding along a beach exclaimed, morning girls, beautiful day. Apologies to Scousers for that accent. Dreadful. But you get my drift. I got my hair cut yesterday by a woman from Aberdeen who's lived here for 20 years. Her boyfriend's from Leicester. And even the nurse who's looking after my mum in hospital is from Bolton. We had a very long conversation about how much she misses Vimto. It is strange to hear so many British voices and be on the other side of the world, not actually back in the UK. There's a place nearby called Eluka, which locals jokingly say stands for I left the UK for Australia. Aluka. Brilliant. Now, much like people talk about the special relationship between the USA and the UK, there's, there's obviously a really special relationship between the UK and Australia as well. A lot of the Brits came here as very young children as their parents migrated after World War II under the £10 POM scheme. It was a directive set up by the Australian government, essentially to populate the country. And passage on ships from England to Australia cost just £10. More than a million Brits took the journey between 1945 and 1972. And by coincidence, my mum's mum and dad actually signed up for the scheme, only to change their mind at the very last minute. They were due to come to Fremantle, which is a part of Perth. So it's funny how life comes around, eh? So it's nice to be back in Perth, the city I haven't visited since 1991 when I flew here on a whim in order to follow a boy who I'd known for only three days. An American, no less, who I met on the east coast of Australia, out on the Barrier Reef on my 19th birthday. But that's a story for another day. Of course, I didn't plan to visit this time either. But life is a funny way of sending you in unexpected directions, doesn't it? I'm writing these words while sitting in the cafe of the Sir Charles Gardner Hospital. My mum went into theatre several hours ago and I'm watching the door, waiting for a doctor to appear in scrubs to tell me, I suppose, just how far her lung cancer has spread. Depending on what they say, I may be here for a shorter time or a longer time.
What was it John Lennon said? Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. So just for now, I'm trying not to make any. I'll see you down under. Thank you.